0: Welcome to ECHO, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. This episode of the ECHO podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University. Hello, and welcome back to Echo. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. I'm really glad that you're joining us as we are going to be talking about something that uh I think a ton of people struggle with, but it's not publicly talked about a lot. And I think the addition of this, or the or the the entrance of the social media age where um where individual voices are amplified a little bit more. Uh, conversations like this have taken more shape or taken a, taken a more defined shape, which I'm excited about. So I am joined today by two wonderful guests, Paula Alvarez and Rachel Beaver. So um, why don't we just first start off with getting to know you guys a little bit. So Paula, can you tell us just a bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Hi. Well, th- I'm Paula Alvarez, and I am the Secretary for Treasury at the Carolina Conference.
0: Awesome. And then Rachel?
1: I am Rachel Beaver. I am a communications intern at the Carolina Conference.
0: Awesome. Perfect. I love both of you for doing this and for being a part of this. This is really cool. So um, today we're going to be talking about toxic churches um, and specifically, what do I do if I'm in a toxic church? And for a lot of Adventists, specifically, uh, there's you know we 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 kind of pride ourselves on the bigger network of Adventism. The fact that you can go into a city and go to there's so many different options you can go to. I mean, I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where there's thirty. There's yeah. 30 mm-hmm. Adventist churches alone, <laughs> um, and that's just the ones I can count. And like I'm a part of one, I'm a part of a church plant that increases that number to 31 currently. Right. right? So there's a ton of options for me, but for a lot of people, there's not. Whether I don't have a car, whether I, um, or there's just not that many. It's too far. Any number of things, especially as you get into the Midwest and yeah. where things are more spread out, right? right? Or you get into further into the suburbs. So. Um, there are some people that very much I think they feel stuck in their church, mm-hmm. and they've been told and they've been taught that being a part of the church community is so important. And they've been, you know, whether they grew up in Adventist or they became one later, or they just grew up in the Christian faith in general, you're taught church is important. Being a part of that community and that faith community is important, and weekly worship on Saturday and on Sabbath is 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 important. And so there's this compulsion to be in church, but then there are some people that are in a in a church that is so toxic, they question whether or not they should even stay. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, people decide to leave. So what I want to talk about today is how do I stay, right? And should it be something that I stay in at all? Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the things. So, um, to start this off, I, I would ask, what are the identifiers of a toxic church? And to do that, we first need to figure out what do we mean right. by yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is toxic? By toxic. Is toxic. So, when you hear the words when you hear the word toxic church, like what do you what do you think of in, in a toxic church?
1: You know, I I was thinking about that, and um, I'm I'm having a hard time coming out with a definition or even a, an example of it. Like mm-hmm. I'm really having a hard time because mm-hmm. um, I'm not really sure how a toxic church looks like. Gotcha. Okay. I guess, um, I guess some of the words that I think of, I think about negativity.
2: I think about uh, power. Um, yeah.
0: So I think I think when we're talking about toxic churches, I think we're talking about something a little bit more nebulous in its in its identifier, right? So I mm-hmm. think um, what I mean by that is. It isn't always this explicit thing that's happening, but it could be something that has been locked in tradition, or locked in, mm-hmm. um, or locked in just deeply embedded in the culture of the church, rather than something that you can just walk in and go, ah, look at all the toxic things that I see. Right? right. It, it's not something that you just walk in or drive up to the parking lot and see that this church is clearly a toxic church. And and most churches that I've been to, you literally cannot judge them by their parking lot or by their building because. Right the community inside may be completely different than what you're expecting in whatever building you're in. Yeah. So for me, when I think of a toxic church, I'm not thinking of a church that tends to get into arguments. What I'm thinking of is is leaders in that church that refuse to give up power mm-hmm. um, or, or are looking to get more and more power. I'm looking at um, churches where they actively, um, they are actively or even passively through the way they do things. Um, Bearing, um barring people from being involved or ban or you know um not re- restricting people from being involved anything that could threaten position mm-hmm. um or authority I could see um the an unwillingness to change mm. or an unwillingness to reach outside of itself right. kind of mm-hmm. becoming so insular that they don't care about the world outside of themselves right. um I could see toxic being taking um taking inappropriate or hardline stances on you know issues that aren't really the focus of what we're here to do right mm-hmm. um i could see a racist church being right. a toxic church yeah. um i could see a homophobic church being a toxic church um difference between homophobic and simply believing something specifically about homosexuality or lgbtq plus right mm-hmm. homophobic being actively um avoiding and um and like hating those people mm-hmm. versus yeah loving people and simply disagree and having a disagreement based on beliefs. There's a difference there. Um, That is a nuanced conversation. But yeah, I could see any number of things. Um, I I could see being toxic, but I think it has to do more with the culture of the church, not this Mm -hmm. visible identifier that you can see. I think there are hints of it, like you could see based on who's voted into office. You could see who holds all the positions and find out, or how long have they held those positions. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I could see stuff like that, but I don't know. Does that... Does that spark anything? Does that?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it does, it does. But at the same time, it brings a whole lot of other questions to my my okay. mind. You know, like
0: yeah, let's figure it out.
1: You know, it's like you know when you say uh, people who hold power don't want to give it out, or uh, the way things is. Uh, this is the uh, this is the way it's always been. You know, mm-hmm. for example, um, I think that a church becomes toxic when its own members don't want to really be part of it mm-hmm. because, you know, those in power are in power because you might say, well, they don't give the opportunity to others. Uh, you know, I have come to find out that it's really hard to get people to participate. Yes, oh, that's yeah. the other side of that. Exactly. You know, and like, you know, I think about um, churches where the head elder has been in there for like twenty years, mm-hmm. and you might think, well, he just doesn't want to give it out. It might not be the case in some some case, in some churches, but I have been there where you know people are just too busy to do it,
2: mm-hmm. or
1: that's not yeah. what they really want to do, or so you get stuck with the same people. Yeah, um, so I get... it might be a difference there. But yeah.
2: I can definitely agree with that. Like you said, stepping back and asking, okay, why is it this mm-hmm. way? Is it because that no one else is stepping forth and trying to change it? Like if it's the way that it's always been, because like you said, you know, church work isn't necessarily, I don't want to say it's not fun. Mm-hmm. but it does take time that you're usually not paid for and that's not something that yeah. a lot of people are willing to do but they're very quick to complain about it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no i i think that i think that in understanding of the culture or or this is why this is why i'm asking, i ask this question from the perspective of someone who's in that church right this isn't this isn't meant to be like how do you walk into a church and identify immediately that it's toxic you have to know it like you have mm-hmm, to know right. the people you have to know and, and, and so i think my underlying assumption or i guess presumption would be that that if someone's in the church, they understand that it's that it's either someone is not giving up authority because they don't want to, or it's no one else will take it, <laughs> and they've been trying to give it up. Um, so I, I think that's, I think that's, um, one of the, um, I think that's one of the things that can help guide right. us through that conversation mm-hmm. as well, is understanding the context behind why certain things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that a church is hesitant to reach out into the community because it doesn't have either the money to or the they don't know how to or it's like a high crime area and they mm-hmm. have to figure out safety versus um versus, you know, outreach, things like right. that. Like mm-hmm, there's there's right. a number of different things there that context would be yeah. and only if someone in that environment could right. could mm-hmm. know their own context. Um, but I think the the I think this is the other key identifier of a toxic church though. And I think this one you can tell decently quickly it is a church that is focused more on behavior or a works-oriented faith versus a um, versus works as a result of faith or mm. um, as a result of what Jesus has done right, right. so a, a church mm-hmm. that's more that that preaches the majority or does the majority of focus on what you do and how you live versus um, you know who we live for and because of and mm-hmm. and what Jesus has done um, and and that does compel us to live a certain way I'm not saying we don't preach work, you know, we don't preach that behavior and Christian living is important. Um, but it's, it's the kind of proportion there and what that, what that focus is too.
1: It can Mm -hmm. turn into, you know, I, what I hear you say that and, and the word that comes to my mind is legalism. Yes, exactly. And it's, it's a fine line.
0: Yes. When you Mm -hmm.
1: get to that, you know, it's like, where is the line where it becomes legalism? Yeah. Um, and it's, exactly. I think that it's in that same route, legalism to toxic, you know, it's all in that same yeah. route, sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So
0: what are what are some signs that I should like leave or stay in a toxic church? Is it worth it to even try and stay in a church that doesn't seem like it will change? And I go there and I'm depressed when I leave. <laughs> I'm angry when <laughs> I leave. I'm frustrated, whatever, right? I've tried to get involved in change and nothing's happening. What, what do I, you know, What? Are, when do I decide, do I leave or do I stay in this?
2: Well, I would say, um, you know, like you said, first, you know, try to get involved. If there's really something that you want to change, you know, get in there and try to change it. But if you continue to, you know, hit those walls, then I don't think there is any shame in stepping away or finding somewhere else to go. Like I'm a very do your best and let God do the rest kind of person. But if it gets to the point where it is affecting your faith or how you you know, view God, like if you suddenly are like, okay, are these Christians? Maybe this isn't something I really want to be a part of. If it becomes something that affects your faith, then maybe you want to consider stepping back.
0: Mm. I think think there's an important aspect here too, when it comes to getting involved, it's not just getting involved to change a specific issue. Mm -hmm. Because in the same way that even younger generations are really good at seeing through things, uh, the older generations are too. And if they mm-hmm. see that you don't actually care about the community, you just care about the things that bother you, mm-hmm. um, they'll see through that and very quickly. And so I think part of this as well, and this is not victim blaming, right? If a church is actually toxic and hurting you, mm-hmm. sure, um, not, that's, that's the church's fault. But if we're trying to get involved in changing it, we need to begin to care about the church, right. the people in it, yeah. um, and caring about not just not just seeking what are the things I criticize and want to change, but what are the things I want to affirm and mm-hmm. and say like these are good things, and I and I want to I'm a part of this community, good and bad, not just bad. Yeah. And we tend to come. I, I I have this tendency. Someone presents me an idea or something, and I immediately criticize. Um, it's a nasty habit that I have, <laughs> and it's the way that my brain works. And I have to like stop myself. Um, <laughs> But I think, yeah, slowing down for a second and saying, what do I care about here? What do I actually value here? Mm -hmm, Do I value the community or do I just value having a good time on Mm -hmm. Saturday morning? Um, Because you're baptized into the community of faith. Yeah, Um, You are, it it is a, uh, the way that a lot of scholars or others would say it is it's a covenantal relationship, but this isn't something that is just meant to be flippant. That you, you know, you just show up like you were going bowling with some friends one night. No, you you are <laughs> yeah. in community with these people and you're navigating that. And there are going to be moments when you disagree. And there are going to be moments where you do have clashes of opinions and lifestyles and cultures. And you've mm-hmm. got to learn to navigate it, not simply just <clears throat> shy away from it. So I think that, like, getting involved is huge. And mm-hmm. even understanding and questioning the motives of why you want to get involved and what you're getting involved oh, in. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but... Well, okay. So, what else? What are what are maybe what's another sign that I should stay or leave? So, stay is I haven't gotten involved yet, and leave is I've tried to and they have barred me. Right. So, what else? What would what else could be another sign that I should leave or stay?
1: Yeah, that's that's really a tough one because you know it's like how do you pinpoint? Oh, this is why I'm 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 out. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that why would I want to leave my church? And, I, and I'm bringing this to myself, you know, it's like, what would really, what would have to happen in order for me to leave my church? And what I mean to leave my church, I don't mean the faith, but the actual Yes, the church. literal local, yeah, <laughs> we're not location. talking about faith as a
0: whole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we're let's talking make about, that clear, yes. you know, we're
1: not talking about leaving the faith, we're living about the physical building and the people in it. Um, you know, I'm a mom, I have two kids, so I think that if the only way I would leave that particular place... Is that, you know, my kids are being harassed or, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, people looking at me weird or saying things to me that perhaps are not very nice. um, You know, I can deal with that. Mm -hmm. I'm an adult, I think. But when you when they touch that part of you that is very sensitive, you know, for parents, kids, um, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're Mm -hmm. single, it might be something about you that it's, you know, your, your, your sensitive part. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, I think that if my kids the day that my kids say, I don't want to go there, I'll be like, okay, I need to pay attention. Why?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And if if it's about just just not fitting in because you have to fit in, you know, it's a Mm -hmm. puzzle. I think that church is a puzzle where you have to find your place. And if you can't find it, then you just find that other puzzle Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. you fit. Because you'll have abilities. God gave you talent. And that, you know, if you're a singer and there's like a gazillion people singing in your church, there might be a church that don't have anybody who have special music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And perhaps you can bring that to the table. Um, So I think it's about fitting in, finding the place that you fit in. Yeah. so maybe I'm just off subject here. No, 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 <laughs> you're right. No,
0: I think, but, so there, there's a, there's an important aspect I think you're touching on yeah. here, which is this idea of home. Right. And yeah. the, the reason that home is important is you don't, when you're buying a house or looking at an apartment or something, you don't walk in and immediately go, this is home. You say, this is the place that can be home, right. can mm-hmm. become home. And it yeah. becomes home as you learn to, as you move in, as you yeah. move your stuff in, yeah. as you get situated yeah. and you learn, oh, well, the fridge has to go here, right? Or if you're in an apartment, the fridge is, in a dedicated spot, right? Like you get used to the building and the building gets used to you, right? right? And Mm -hmm. so it's the same idea in a church community where you're saying, I'm going to make this place home, which means that I need it to be comfortable to some extent for me to be here Mm -hmm. but also i need to learn and understand the idiosyncrasies or you know the weird things about this church that make it unique and special as well and i need to embrace those things it's like a family when you do have kids and your kids you know are growing up and you think of all the 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 marks that people leave on the door frames of, you know, as a kid grows up. (laughs) And then like, that's a huge thing in movies and TVs is when they move out of the house, they always stop at that and go, so much has been here, right? (laughs) But that's not originally a part of the house. It's something that was added to it, but it's, it's what makes it valuable. And so um, it is something that you have to, it has to become home and you have to work to to get there Mm -hmm. and leaving home is hard. Um, I do think the the other side of this is there's, there's an Ellen White quote, my favorite Ellen White quote of all time. Um, I think it's from the, manuscript releases volume 12 um and she says and this is in context like the context is exactly what you think it is but she says take the take the young men and women as far away from the church as possible so that the low grade of piety that is in our that is within our churches will not um, give them a basically a a, now i'm paraphrasing a um a wrong picture of who jesus is or a wrong picture of spirituality there is a even ellen white herself at some point Mm -hmm. said yeah there's a time where being in the church is so damaging to your faith yeah. that you, can't, yeah. you shouldn't be there. Right. And so I've often told, I've had to tell friends of mine, there's a time where I had to step out yeah. too. And mm-hmm. if there's a time where you have to say, yeah, I need to leave this, this building to preserve my faith. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, there is a line. Yeah. And if, it is, if you're unsafe... If, um, or someone you care about is unsafe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can, I can fully understand that. And it's not that you're leaving faith. In fact, you're trying to preserve it. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if someone has gotten to the point that they, they feeling the need to leave to preserve their faith, how do they preserve their faith apart from the community? Cause I think it's also easy to go, oh, well, I'm not going to church today. I can just sleep in. Right. right. So what do you do to preserve your faith when like, what if that was the only church? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. What, how do we, how do we preserve our faith in that, in that situation?
1: Wow.
2: That is a tough one. No, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, well like like you said, you know your church can be your home. So if you're in there for a while and you really don't want to leave and you want to make a difference, um, maybe you can't necessarily change it, but you can definitely not contribute to the toxicity. Hmm. even if that means you know starting some kind of ministry in your own way, you know having some people over at your house um, or starting a life group, and not not complaining, not you know, pointing out all the little things that you wish you could change. Because in a way, that in itself is also toxic. Just you know, complaining. But yeah, go out of your way to make a new person feel comfortable. Or, mm-hmm. you know, there are small things that you can do. You can be a like your ministry isn't just what you do in a church. It's yeah. also how you live carry your life yourself. outside of that. Yeah. Yep. yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, I think for me too, it was. Um, in the time that I had to leave, I I realized when I, my time came in high school and yeah, as soon as I stopped going to church, it meant that like, I didn't do much of anything anymore. And what I realized was I had to kind of rebuild some of my friendships that I had with people that are close or far. And I had to say, Hey, I don't really have this space for spiritual conversation and enrichment. Like can, you know, Mm. um, if you think about it, and I had to think about this, I realized that there were pretty much none of my friends in my life that I felt comfortable having prayer with Mm. Mm -hmm. or even talking about God with, right? And I went, that's not a thing. That's not okay. (laughs) Um, Whether or not we both believe the same thing, right? right? I should be able to talk about this part of my life with my closest friends. Mm -hmm. And so approaching them with those conversations and trying to build space for that kind of thing in my life was huge. Or finding sermons online to listen to or podcasts (laughs) <laughs> um you know engaging with that content and making space in your life to continue to engage intentionally with your faith the mm-hmm. same way that you intentionally engage with friendships um the same way that you make time to eat <laughs> right you know you make time for your faith and you have to build that into your life yeah um while mm-hmm. still maintaining the 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 goal of searching for a new home mm-hmm. right whether that is something you create in your home with your friends yeah. or um it's something that you're plugging into even virtually, yeah. whatever it is, you're still searching for a, a community to be a, be a yeah. part of, because mm-hmm. community is absolutely an integral part of faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But
1: let's not let's not get a mistake by saying that, you know, once you find that church that you like, everything is going to be pretty, because that's not going to be the case. No. Oh, yeah. So let's make sure that people know that when you find, when you are in a church, and you're expecting everything to just be love and peace and mm-hmm. everything is great. You know, that's not going to happen because it's just where we live. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So finding your spot doesn't mean everything is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, you can only hope that that's going to be the case. You know, that's what we all hope. You know, that's
0: yeah
1: our desired. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Make sure that finding your spot doesn't mean yeah. you're not going to find trouble because then you become one of those that jump from place to place, yeah, then you're mm-hmm. the toxic person, yes. <laughs> the,
0: like yeah, then yeah. you become the toxic yeah. person if if you if everywhere you show up, yeah um is bad, yeah, then mm-hmm. you're probably the, the, the you're the only common thing <laughs> yeah, right it's there's this saying if 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 it smells like. Um, if it smells like poop everywhere you go, check under your own shoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be you. <laughs> yeah. um, absolutely. So that's, that's 100% accurate. So, uh, Rachel, any final thoughts, words of encouragement from you?
2: Um... Perfect. That's great. <laughs> um, everyone is doomed. Awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, um, thank you guys uh, for being on here. And to anyone who is in this position or they're feeling guilt or shame for having had to step out of church, uh, your church membership doesn't save you. <laughs> So please know that um, you're, it's Jesus that saves you, right. and mm-hmm. um, if you are in a, in a season of your life where you do need to protect yourself, protect your family, and protect your faith, um, know that we're praying for you. We we do hope that you're able to find some place of safety and refuge mm-hmm. in a community of believers that can build you up, that can hold you accountable, um, and um, that is something to just continue to be searching for always, um, you know, leaving leaving a church building should be the last resort, but it should never be something that we outright ban. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, being a part of a community is super important and we pray and hope that you find that. So to our echo listeners, thank you so much for being a part of this journey with us and we'll see you next week. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored
2: by Southern Adventist University.